0: Welcome back, Token Boys. I don't even know what episode this is. 20. I the big um, 20. All right. So, welcome back. My guy Ty is here again. Don't what worry. Pickens will be back next week. No worries. But he's here now. Appreciate I, Ty. Go I ahead. Think,
1: I think Pickens was on a boat.
0: Yeah, Pickens is on a boat right now doing whatever the hell he's doing. He's but gonna uh, he'll be find, back.
1: Uh, my long lost friend, Steve, my, my <laughs> producer. I've been looking for him. But I'll, yes,
0: we'll find we'll find Steve's. Um But yeah, go ahead. And follow all the socials. You guys know it. it's in the Twitters and all that sort of good stuff. But yeah, so we're no going to go ahead and huh? get into all this preseason stuff. We're like, what, about a one week way. Ty's got some, some good topics cooked up for us. Let's get it going.
1: All right. We talked about it last week, man. And we have some breaking news. Some things are official. We're here. We're strapped up. We're ready to go. Week one is on the way. And two of these quarterbacks that we talked about last week have been officially named starters for Mm -hmm. their team. I know uh, one of them you're going to want to talk about. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and take the reins on that one and hop right into it
0: would that be i need to, that I need would be, to talk content.
1: that would be your clemson boy you, that would be your
2: QB. Ah. <laughs> your QB.
0: oh man i mean everybody knew this man listen i have some 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 concerns about urban meyer and the and that offensive coordinator and it's not offensive line all right just like watching them in the preseason obviously when you're in the preseason you don't want to show off your playbook so Obviously, the plate calling was terrible in the preseason game, but I'm not going to put it too ahead of him. Okay. Hopefully, Darrell Bevel can shake something up. The offensive line is highly concerning. Yeah. Even though the same type of fantastic D line, the offensive line is still highly concerning. But I don't have much problems about Trevor getting injured because I know he's tough. I've seen him many times before. Chase Young cracked him in the head in college. Trevor Lawrence got his ass back up and came back and won the game. So I have no, no quarrels about his. Uh, his toughness. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about Urban Meyer and his coaching, but I think Trevor's going to have an, a solid year. It's going to be ups and downs. That Jags team is pretty terrible, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a rough year. But he's going to get through. He's going to have a solid. He's going to have a solid year. Mm-hmm. I have faith he's going to have a solid year, and hopefully, they can continue building that team.
1: I agree with you there. I think that. Uh... Trevor, uh, good old T-Law, will dig in his bag this year, just like C-Dub did when he gifted 25 more subscribers to the network. This dude is a absolute madman. He is the GOAT. You he's are goat. the guy. Thank you, C-Dub. Much love and appreciation. Um, but back to T-Law. We talked about it last week and talked about urban meyer and that coaching staff and how there's kind of some question marks there and is this actually going to work out how is this going to affect trevor lawrence down the road like you mentioned trevor lawrence is a tough quarterback he's a smart quarterback and he knows when to take and in my opinion he knows when to take situations in his own hands i mean he was working with a hard head like Dabo sweeney and clemson so you Dabo sets his ways, in my opinion, sort of just like Urban used to at Ohio State in a sense. Um, they have, they're, they're, they're similar coaching styles, similar coaches. So I think in a way of that coming, I don't think it's going to be too much effective on Trevor Lawrence. But when it comes to the offensive line, like you mentioned, they're a little shaky. Hopefully they can improve. Hopefully, T-Law can take matters into his own hands. I mean, this is the NFL. You've got more freedom to do so now. It's going to be really interesting to see how he does that. And, I mean, my biggest concern, like you said, like we mentioned last week, it falls on Urban and it falls on that offensive coordinator. You don't want to open the bag too much, but what's exactly in the bag? Now there's question marks. I mean, number one target that t Law's is comfortable to is out for the season, ETN. Which absolutely uh, sucks because we talked. Still got chart
0: really. coming back, though.
1: Yes, they do. And then um, who was it? There was another injury they had today.
0: Um, Who was it? There was an injury today for the Jags?
1: Yes, it was another uh, rookie. The other Who was the other rookie receiver that they got?
0: Um, I don't. I got no idea.
1: It might have been a receiver. I, I think it was a receiver. Yeah, it was a rookie receiver. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll remember later. Anyways, oh, wait, but um,
1: um, I think it was uh, Tavon Austin.
0: Oh, Austin. But Tavon you know, Austin is just yeah. He's a journeyman at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but but uh, um, they could they could have used him on special teams though. I will yeah, say that. Yeah,
1: he, he could he could have been yes. Either way, they were kind of – there was question marks. I saw Jags fans reacting. But moving on from T-Wall, C-Dub going at it again. um, There was one more quarterback that was named the starter.
0: Indeed. I'll get into this one first. Um, Again, Jesus. I mean, so Teddy Bridgewater has been named the starting quarterback in Denver. Um, I'm just, like, highly disappointed in Drew Locke. Not to say I had, like, amazing – Really high expectations for Drew lot, but it's yeah. like, if you can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater, man, you just you can't play football in this league. I'm, I mean, just like, and that's not to say Teddy Bridgewater is terrible, but that guy, if you look up in the dictionary and just see game manager, you see a picture of Teddy Bridgewater or like Case Keenum or some Case Kingdom or some shit. Cause it's like, how do you not beat out that guy? I don't I don't understand. Um, those receivers are gonna suffer mightily because the problem with teddy is like drew at least with drew lock he has an arm he's willing to throw down to all that stuff teddy bridgewater can't he can barely throw at 60 yards and he he isn't willing to at that at that point because in carolina he had an all-star wide receiver cast and he only threw like about 15 touchdowns yeah it's which is ridiculous with that kind of offensive firepower and that kind of coordinator but um Yeah, I feel bad for the Broncos' receivers this upcoming season because it's not going to be pretty. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Jerry Judy will still put up numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same point, their offense is just going to struggle mightily, even though their defense looks pretty good. But, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in Locke. But, um, yeah, that Broncos team, I'm much lower on them now than I was going to be if if Locke started.
2: Yeah,
1: I I agree with you there. I mean, Broncos, they had a – they have a solid chance, like C Dub says in the chat, to be a sleeper team. Um, but with Teddy Bridgewater being announced the starting quarterback, jeez, that that's that's rough to work with. I mean, I thought on it, how I, I just want to know how Drew Locke lost this job. I thought he he was all right during the preseason games. I mean. He, he was, they both, it's, it's so hard to watch a QB competition when both quarterbacks stink. You're just like, man, who, who gets the edge here? So you're like, okay, I, I thought that Drew Locke was going to be able to pull it out. Knew the system better. Who knows? Teddy Bridgewater comes in, automatically gets the, well, it doesn't automatically, well, who knows? It, it may have been automatically. They brought Teddy Bridgewater in off that, uh, it was it was a trade, right? Or did they uh, sign, was he a free yeah, agent?
0: I think there was a trade. It was probably a trade, I think.
1: I believe it was a it, trade, the, yeah. The Panthers
0: had signed him to a pretty big contract, so it was definitely a trade.
2: Yeah.
1: So I mean they traded for Teddy. I think they may have had an idea to have him as their quarterback or at least give him a shot. But it, it's gonna it's gonna harm their offense more than it'll benefit them. That's another team yeah. that really wanted to look out for a QB and the draft, but luck unfortunately didn't strike that way.
0: Yeah, that's just uh, I'm just I'm disappointed in Luck, but hopefully somehow Broncos offense won't suffer as much as the Carolina offense suffered under Teddy. Hope maybe magically Teddy comes a, a decent thrower down the field, but uh yeah. I'm a little bit lower on that team than I was.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe Teddy gets benched, Drew Locke takes over.
0: I don't maybe, know. Though. Maybe he does better. It's just uh, I'm not I'm not confident no more. You yeah, know? Yeah. I wasn't confident with Locke, but at least, you know, Locke can throw it downfield. He has yeah,
1: an arm. Yeah,
0: he's got the arm, yeah. So Teddy's like he can't throw it downfield. He really can't. So it's just like you're limited in what you can do offensively. So it's just like
1: Yeah, last year was such a bummer, man. He had so- such a great core. I'm like, yeah, you got Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, all these guys. Stunk it
0: up. Dude, even Case Keenan would to throw more touchdowns than that. Freaking yeah, one like, leg Alex Smith would have threw more touchdowns. Oh, That's just I, like yeah. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> It'll
1: be interesting.
0: I'm hoping for the best of Broncos fans. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah, prayers up to all the all the Broncos fans out there. Hopefully Teddy will be able to toss it more than five yards. But we got five more QB competitions to talk about.
0: Indeed, we do. Alright, what would would be that?
1: What what level do you want to go on this? Do you want to go on the more obvious level?
0: I think we should start with the more difficult ones to snort out, you know?
1: Alright. So if we're going the most difficult ones to sort out let's talk about honestly the biggest question mark really in my mind in this list is still what's going on in indianapolis we touched on it last week indeed the colts i mean jacob Eason and sam ellinger they're still battling it out yeah i don't know who exactly is going to get the run here but if you had to pick who would you take to lead your team in week one possibly for the rest of the season depending on how they improve how they play and on course themselves?
0: listen I'm still gonna go east and listen and the reason why i'll say that is because listen that you can't teach that arm talent man mm-hmm. I'm just not so. i'm gonna say it's just like, like you know he's still not ready to play I get it i've seen him in preseason he still looks. His accuracy is, still, accuracy is still shoddy. His pocket press is still shoddy. Yeah, but I had to take a chance on that talent, and and it's just like, I get it. Sam Ellinger started way started way more games. He, Easton was only played a full season college ball once, mm-hmm. so it's just like, Ellinger is more experienced under his belt, so he looks a little bit better in practice. Um, but I'm still gonna go with Easton. I recognize the talent. Um. The receivers love like like Easton a little bit more as I've seen in preseason because he gives them chances. Like he throws a beautiful deep ball.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So I'm definitely going Easton. There's no disrespect to Sam Ellinger. I think he's. I think he could be end up being a solid backup TV in his future. I don't ever see him as a full-time starter for years to come. I'm going with Eason.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you here. And something you mentioned in that that spill that you gave really really caught my ears. Um. You talked about the receivers in the relationship and you're noticing that it's seeming like Eason is building very good chemistry with this offense right now and things are starting to click and I mentioned last week you get a young guy like this that's easy to fall in love with with the arm talent and if he fits in that system to where he shows that you know he can improve you're going to probably jump on him so back to what I said last week to reiterate Carson Wentz man you out of here. I, I'm a, I'm gonna roll with Jacob in week one, and I think I'm gonna continue to roll with him just to see how far he can go.
0: I I still agree because uh, there's no disrespect, to Carson Wentz. I still think Wentz can be redeemed, but he's his contract isn't great. Um, he has he has the explicit injury pa- pass, so it's just like you might as well see what you have. I mean, you drafted the guy for a reason. Yeah, I mean, you got to see what you have in him. And I don't see how he'll keep playing Wentz fight like the next two degree years like he's like a because like if it was like an Aaron Rodgers situation, like a Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers situation, I don't understand. Like love you can just sit him for as long as you want. And once he's ready, he'll definitely be ready because he's sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and a, and a genius off at the coaching staff. But it's not the same situation. Wentz is a little bit on the murky side and stuff like that. And this is your this is your best set to see what you have And if you don't like what you have you can go to Wentz. So it's just like it's, not, it's a win-win situation I see with the Colts. Exactly. I just see what I have in Easton and let let run fully rest, rest up. And if he's not good, just put Wentz in the game and go from there.
1: I completely agree. I mean, the Colts are in a perfect spot right now for the quarterback position. You got a guy that you obviously knew you enjoyed and knew you liked when you drafted him in the first place. Test him out if he falls through. All right, we'll pick up um, Carson Wentz, who is a veteran, who knows how to play, already fits in my scheme. Frank Reich's happy about that. There's there's really no loss here for them at the QB position, honestly. Um, no. I think the biggest question would be, okay, what happens when Carson stinks it up? Okay, Ooh. what happens when both of these young guys stink it up? Then where do we go from here?
0: Oh, it's just tank drop from there, man. Yeah, it's mean, <laughs>
1: But it's, as of it has right now, be. yeah, it, it would have to be. But as of right now, well, I'm locking in Jacob Easton as the coach starting quarterback for, for a couple weeks, honestly, maybe even longer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see that Wentz back in practice, but I still think he's not going to play for at least a couple more weeks mm-hmm. um, just because the Colts can keep it safe. I mean, there's no reason to – like, they have a very good team, I will say that, but there's still no reason to rush Wentz back because we know with his injury history, you don't want anything else – Flare up, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with easy for now.
2: Yeah, definitely,
1: I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, let's see, next competition, we're gonna move on to here. Ooh, all right, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance?
0: Listen, it has Um, to be Trey Lance week one. I don't care. Um, listen. Every I've seen all the training camp reports, I've seen the preseason. Lance just looks better, he just looks better. It's just that simple. And the fact that even in like what I like, what I what really made me think that Trey Lance has a start was in that I think it was the second preseason game where he had that I think it was a bad first quarter or something like our first half or something like that, and then he bounced back like immediately in the second half and he went down. And he, 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 he finished with a much better completion percentage. He threw two touchdowns and I'm like, that's the type of bounce back I like to see from young quarterbacks. Like that yeah. lets me know that their confidence doesn't get shot when they're playing they're playing poorly in a half or a quarter. Mm-hmm. So like that's when I know is like I want that guy to start. Yeah. Not only that, but he's looked better in Jimmy G in practice, he looks better in preseason. Like there's no reason you should not start Trey Lance. Jimmy G he's not it. He's just not it.
1: I agree with you here. I mean, Trey Lance has proved in every reason, honestly, in my opinion, why he should edge out Jimmy G right now. Um, Yeah, Jimmy G might have stepped it up a little bit, whatever. We might have a competition going on. He might feel afraid. But, like you said, this is a young rookie quarterback that's coming in here, going into preseason, balling out, yeah, might show some flaws here and there, but knows and has the confidence in himself to keep rolling and keep running. And that type of thing is something that you want to build on, and you don't want to sit that. <clears> Ron <throat> Rivera. Um, you want to build your young quarterbacks and give them an opportunity to go ahead and jump on the leadership when you know it's there, when they are confident that they can take over this team, when they're confident that they can improve, you let them go. If it doesn't work, you know you've got a guy that you can fall back on. Don't push the guy that you've been sitting on for year after year after year and still haven't succeeded. You've had the injuries. You've had all the difficulty with him. You failed at the Super Bowl attempt. I mean, it, t- just... just Sit it on the bench. Goes Jimmy G. Start Trey Lance. And let your offense go from here. You drafted Trey Lance at what? Number three? Yeah. Number three. Number three. For a reason. Number three. For, a reason. for a reason. That You tra- traded up you, all of this stuff. Th- there was a reason. Start Starting, he fits in
0: Kyle's system. I don't know why Kyle wouldn't. Listen, man, here's what I'm gonna say uh, because like I've been like wishy washy on the topic of should you play young QBs the preseason if they're not ready, stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. I come like the I've this is like developed over like a long time. I've come to realization it's like, regardless of what happens, you can't hide a rookie from the realities that this is the NFL like you can't hide like if they can play they can play and if they can't they can't some of them might play bad for like the first 2 or 3 years and then mm-hmm. over time develop into a solid or even good player so it's like regardless they got to play man because sitting them doesn't help anybody it doesn't speed up their uh it doesn't speed up their rise to being a good player it doesn't slow it down it's just you got to play them man you just have to play them
1: agreed i mean you sit them and honestly In my opinion, especially when it comes to like the higher picks and the guys that you're making the big deals about. When you're sitting these guys that you wrote on and you got your fan base so excited for and you got your whole organization pumped up, the team's ready to build around this new kid that's coming in, y'all are ready to start growing, then you sit this guy and He's over here like, okay, what the hell? And, I mean, I I can't just help but to bring up the situation because your perfect example is the situation that happened in Washington. It tends to kill these the love of the game. Situations like this, you're sitting so long, as especially as a rookie, as a top rookie that you know, yeah, I got drafted this high for a reason. This coaching staff wants me. They know I fit. The players, my teammates want me. Everyone likes me. And um it's going to be like a jump point. You got to get them in the game. And honestly, I think this little rant type of thing of discussion is going to bring us into the next QB competition cuz how far is Matt Nagy gonna keep Andy Dalton named as a starter?
0: Listen, let me cuz this is this really angers me, but let me let me talk about like go into what we were talking about like Yes. Confidence is the biggest thing for a quarterback. And I'm just going to name his name, Haskins in D.C. He had a lot of problems, but a lot of it was because, number one, a coach never was behind him, never. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera pretended, but we, we everybody knew Ron Rivera wasn't sure about him. He wasn't behind him. Jake Bruton definitely wasn't behind him. The coaching, neither coaching staffs were behind him. Neither front office is behind him. So you combine that with the teammates liking stuff like that. But your confidence is already shot. And it's just like it's just a bad situation altogether. And then now you have Dwayne in Pittsburgh, where Mike Tomlin from the beginning wanted him, and he's been confident and stuff like that. And you can see, you can see it in how Dwayne's been performing in preseason in camp and stuff like that, where he, where you have a coach behind you and it just keeps your confidence up, and that's important for a quarterback. Now this is not to say that Justin Fields will lose confidence because Matt Nagy oh, yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
0: is not because I know Matt Nagy wants to play him, but yeah. he's trying to he's trying to do the protection thing. I agree. And it's like, listen, you don't need to protect us in Fields. If this was, I'd say, because of the Bears' offensive line situation, if this was a quarterback, if, if it was a quarterback that couldn't run, then, yeah, maybe maybe you shouldn't let him play for a, a little bit. But this is a mo- very versatile quarterback. I don't want to say dual threat because he's more of a pass than the runner, but he's a mobile quarterback. He's a fast quarterback. He can get the pocket if he needs to. You need to play the better quarterback. It's simple as that. And he yeah. don't just not have the goods. I don't want to see Andy Dalton play at all. I want to see Fields start week one. It's that simple.
1: I agree. I, I want to see I want to see Justin Fields start week one. I don't want to see Andy Dalton out there. In my opinion, actually, and when you mentioned the uh, thing about the mobile quarterback, the younger mobile quarterback that's not afraid to take off, not afraid to get out of the pocket, not afraid to move. Yeah. Keeping Andy Dalton behind center, in my opinion. Is a bigger risk to your offense, especially with the state of that offensive line being shaky already?
0: It's it's gonna be a tragedy Is, big is a
1: bigger disaster than putting out the rookie that's already showing flashes, already showing that he could go out there and play and uh, can control himself. I mean he can move, he, he's got the situational awareness, he's a smart quarterback. A lot of people did not want to believe that for some reason, but Justin Fields is a smart quarterback. Man, this guy can control himself on the field, and there's honestly no reason that he should not be the starter week one. Let's see how this last preseason game goes. I think he's, I think he's starting.
0: Uh, he, uh, he, is, he is starting. He is starting.
1: So let's see how this goes, and then we'll see if we get an announcement switch right here. But as of now.
0: Nagy, it seems like he hasn't budged. Yeah, Nagy's just doing that thing that I hate all coaches do where they just pretend they don't know who should be starting. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like, I understand with the meeting and stuff like that, you have to, I think coaches, a lot of coaches think that they throw their opponents off by not announcing who's starting and stuff like that. And it's like, listen, dude, every team knows who you should be starting, okay? Every fucking team knows that. Yeah. Week one, the Rams know that Justin Fields should be starting, but I'm pretty sure they're damn glad any Dalton is starting. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just like, you're not fooling anybody.
2: For sure.
1: That that typical stick,
0: but, uh Coaches still do it. It irritates me, but I, I can't do it. I I can't help it, so. I think
1: it's that, that old school. I, I feel like it's just that that Coach Mon says, I think it might just come naturally. Honestly, it, it, it does come naturally. When, when you're a coach, you just gotta have that that competition aspect all the time.
0: Because you see, with like guys like um uh, uh Robert Sala in New York Jets, he's a younger guy, and he just he knows he's starting his QB. He doesn't hide it or anything. He's like, I know who I should be starting. So it's just like um and even in uh Jacksonville, Urban Meyer, he's like he's not a younger guy, but he's a college football guy. He knows who should he, he should be started. So it's like. These younger guys, they didn't know who should be starting day one, but the older guys still have that damn mentality. It's like, um, I don't know, I'm going to start this other guy and hide, try to protect my rookie and stuff like that. And it's like, it's NFL, you can't hide you, man. You can't. You can't.
1: They got to play. Hey. They got to play. Somebody's going to see them one way or another. And if you want it to be in a good fashion to where they're not completely ruined for the rest of their career, you better start start doing something. Exactly. But, yeah, Justin Fields, I I need that announcement as a week one starter. I I don't know how confident I am that we get it, but I hope we do.
0: I'm not confident at all, man. Nagy's been real stubborn about this. Yeah, yeah, I doubt.
1: I I mean, okay, so my only thing is I'm not going to be pissed off just because it is the Rams. And it's week one, so, yeah, okay, let Andy go out there and get killed. But uh, we'll see what happens. Next uh, QB competition we got, though. All right, where do we want to go? Tell me, do we want to go north or south? Go north. All right, if we're going north, we're going to New England. Cam Newton, Mac Jones. When week one comes around, who is Bill going to get up on that podium at the media event and name as the starting quarterback?
0: I still think it's going to be Campbell. I don't know, man. Mac Jones, he's been... uh... He's been creeping up on Cam slowly, slowly but surely. <laughs> I think that that I mean I wasn't high on Mac Jones coming out of the draft, but um, uh, it seems like he put on some muscle during the off season and he, yeah. he, his arm looks a lot better. And I'm just like, I don't know, Cam. I love you, dog, but um, uh, your time might be up. That's all I'm saying. I don't. Yeah, I'm we, not sure.
1: Uh, we talked about it last week and watch mac jones and the more i watch this kid i just I'm sit like, there and i'm like god damn it bill you've done it again
0: he's di- son I, of he, a
1: bitch has done it again
0: like i said last week if you just watching preseason you if you get one quick glimpse you don't even look you're like son of a bitch looks like brady and <laughs> like, you just see it
1: oh he fits so well and for some reason somehow some way he came out and was like yeah I wasn't being talked about highly like that. Let me let me let me show y'all that I'm actually an NFL quarterback real quick. Cam Newton. Oh, I I think um I'm going to go with the shock factor. No. I don't I, I don't think Bills the type of guy to give that QB one job up that easy to Mac though.
0: Yeah. I agree. But at the same time, Bill Bill Belichick's not afraid to, not afraid to start You're anybody you start. He's not like he he starts rookie running backs a lot of the time. So I feel like Bill's like he's old school, but at the same time, he knows who should be playing. Like if the rookie looks better, Bill Belichick wouldn't hesitate to play the rookie.
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's kind of just back to flashback Brady when he was first starting up. Injury happened. He gets the shot, jumps in, boom, stuck. That's what yep. we're kind of looking like here. I mean, Cam Newton got the whole COVID thing going on. You take a risk on that? Mac takes that job? <laughs> hey, man, there's a possibility you're not getting it back. Actually, that's what... I think if Mac takes that job, I don't think Cam gets it back.
0: Yeah, and that's what pisses me off. He's like, Cam is like... With the vaccination thing, like, dude, you're putting your job on the line because you don't want to get a vaccine.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Because he's already caught COVID before. He caught it last season. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the reason why his play kind of went down last season because he was having complications from it. It's like, dude, you've already caught it once, and you want to keep getting it. And if you get it again and it affects you again, you're not going to keep that job. Because even if Mac Jones isn't great overall, he's going to be good enough for that Patriots offense to get going. And if he keeps winning games, Bo Belichick's not going to insert Cam again. So it's like you're putting your job at, at risk for this stuff. And it's going to end up... As a quarterback, you don't want to end your career... Any any NFL player, you don't want to end your career on a bad note. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Cam Newton does not want to end his career on the bench.
1: I, I really don't think he does. I, I hope he gets something going. And keeps himself healthy. But we'll have to see. Yeah. I'm going to roll with... Um, my official go is going to be Mac Jones named week one starter.
0: I'm going to go Mac Jones, too. I'm scared for camera.
1: Yeah. With that being said, it's going to move us on to our last QB competition battle here, and that is down in the south, we take a trip to New Orleans. Jameis Winston Ooh, or Tamus Hill. Who's going to be the lock here?
0: Well, it's definitely Winston. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Payne. Sean Payne just has a hard-on for Taysom Hill. I don't know why. Maybe it's maybe they're both Mormons or some shit. I don't know. I don't.
1: Hey, that makes a lot of sense. I could definitely see Sean Payton and Taysom Hill both being
0: Mormons. I don't know maybe they go to the same. I don't same church. I don't They've, know. I don't know why BYU, Sean Payne keeps uh, pretending. I don't BYU, know why they keep pretending. Payton acts like he doesn't know he should be starting. Jameis Winston proved he should be the starter in literally one, one game with ease. Just with how he looked in complete command and control of the offense, how effortless he made it seem with those two touchdowns from Marquise Callaway. Um, and it's just you, Winston should be starting easily. And I feel a big year coming for Jameis.
1: Yeah, that game that you just mentioned, those two touchdowns from Marquise Callaway. Woo! Yeah.
0: Beautiful throw from both.
1: Jameis is on top right now. He's going to lock in that uh, week one starter job. And like you mentioned, this is going to be a big season coming up for Jameis. I think he's got the supporting cast. He's in a team with a coach that knows offense. He's sitting on a golden throne. Let it ride. Let it ride.
0: Easy. I mean, it's just that simple. Um, As long as the the safe wide receivers worry me a little bit, but Mm -hmm. our cast Cattleway preseason has chilled me. I don't have much more wear again, so yes. he'll be he'll be kind of the leader of that wide before, before Michael Thomas comes back. So Jameis is going to be okay if he can just focus, keep the interceptions down. He's going he's going to ball.
1: I agree. That's going to be two very good targets to work with once Michael Thomas yeah. gets back. Um, but with that being said, uh, I think we're going to move on. Do you want to move on from the QB competition?
0: Yep, I think we covered it all.
1: Because you mentioned a name, and uh, we we talked about it. We want to talk about some key players? All right. Marquez Callaway, man, holy shit.
0: He's yeah, good, sir. He's he, good. He I didn't good. think he was that good.
1: Um, very, very. Uh, somebody that, the athleticism, um, speed. The way that he gets open, like, those passes that Jameis were bombing down the field were unbelievable. Oh, that,
0: that first pass was unbelievable, because I didn't even think he would catch it, because I yeah. think he, like, maybe DB tripped him, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah, was, was a pass so interference.
1: Funny. It should have been a pass interference. Still didn't get the pass interference call, still caught the ball and scored the touchdown.
0: The pass was so on the money, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so yeah. I, I think nice. have, I think is gonna have a big role for this Saints offense. And um in this key players type of conversation we we're gonna talk about some fantasy football things. He wouldn't be a bad uh player for a flex option.
0: It wouldn't be bad for a flex, but I do think that I'd keep him on the bench, you know, just to just to see how the first like few weeks go out mm-hmm. and to see how like my starter performing. But I think by mid season, like I would, I would put him in the flex if he's really, if he's yeah. going consistently.
1: I would, yeah, I definitely somebody that if you're thinking about later rounds, possibly, even though he probably, if you're starting to draft now, uh, he might get snagged a little earlier. Uh,
0: but, I've been drafted, man. I got my roster set.
1: Yeah, we're going to have eventually, I was supposed to announce this sometime this week, I'm getting to, we're going to have a phantom uh, sports fantasy football competition. We'll be doing a draft with all of you guys. that um, But, yeah, that'll be fun. More names to watch out for. Who do you got? Who are some things, some people, some players, some overall, posi- maybe teams, that, that caught teams. their eye?
0: And just for fantasy?
1: Oh, uh, or just for in the preseason, heading into the 2020 season, or for fantasy, either way.
0: Um, I think... Terrence Marshall in terms of regular season and fantasy. Okay. That guy is gonna end up being on the field a lot early. I see it right now. I just he hasn't really he hasn't really played that much fantasy I know I know why. It's kind of like Terry uh McLaurin in like his rookie year, Jiggrim's just like he, he just knew he had something. He was like, I'm not playing this guy in preseason. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't wanna risk him getting injured. I know what I have in him and I think it's the same thing with Terrace. I think Terrace is gonna be I think Terrace is going to be a starting wide receiver by like week three. Okay. I think this is going to be that type of situation, uh, and I think he's going to. I already have him on all my fantasy teams. I made sure I drafted him mm-hmm. in every single fantasy team So, I was like, I know if like when the bye weeks come and my starting receivers are out, I know if I put this guy in the starting lineup, he's going to ball. He's going to at least have a touchdown. I know he's going to score at least a touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, I have big as aspir- big hopes for Terrace Marshall this season.
1: I like that. Um, speaking of wide receiver train, keeping running off of that, Terrence Marshall, I mean, he's a baller. I think he's going to go off. Somebody that I'm really looking forward to see, I want to see the Rodgers to Rodgers connection in Green Bay.
0: Oof, I like that.
1: I'm curious to see how that plays out. Amari Rodgers, I, I think he's going to fit well in this Packers offense.
0: I I agree, I agree. Um, and cause like the Packers, the wide receivers outside of Dontae one and so like average to solid. Like I think Lazard is solid. I think Valdez Scantling is extremely average. But um, listen, Amari Rogers has an amazing opportunity. He's like he's coming into wide receiver core that has one fantastic wide receiver, but other two guys that can be passed up. So it's like. And like so far in preseason, they've only had him in special teams, which I, I don't know why. Cause like I know Mario Rogers, he was good in such teams at Clemson. He was good for us, especially coming turn. But this guy is special in the slot. So I know I don't. I wouldn't like say for fantasy reasons. I wouldn't really draft him because I'm not sure how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, maybe like mid to late season is where he really starts getting most of his touches, where the coach staff really sees how special he can be. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes.
1: I agree. Um gosh, more wide receivers sticking off fantasy real quick. I'm gonna throw out one more name just because I know somebody that's gonna make a big impact. Stefan Diggs. Oof. Look for Absolutely. a big break this year. I think I think he's gonna be knocking in some some points.
0: Absolutely. Josh okay. Allen feeds that man like he's yeah. supposed to. It's, and, it's going to be another um, big year. Yeah,
1: it's, it's going to be another big year for him. Who's um, some more guys that you got on your your charts? Who who are you keeping an eye on?
0: Um, Donovan Mooney from Chicago. Um Famari's in the stream. pissed because in both of our fantasy leagues, I took Donovan Mooney right when he <laughs> he wanted, and that's because I know as soon as Fields comes on, uh, starts playing, and it's going to be early. I'm anticipating. Mm-hmm. Donnell Mooney is going to absolutely eat. He is a fantastic wide receiver. Um, there were so many times last season where he was, he shook his DB badly and was open, and Nick Foles and um, uh, uh, who was, uh, Nick Foles and Jabisky just couldn't get it there because they just, they stink. But I'm anticipating a big year for Donnell Mooney once Fields come in. I think Fields comes in early because um, any down he could get it to Mooney, but I'm not confident he will be. But yeah, I'm I keep being on my bench in fantasy because I know once field starts, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be playing that guy weekly over my other two wide receivers.
1: Man, yeah, Mooney he is a beast. Uh like you mentioned last year, seeing him that, that the route running, the way he mixes those corners up, it, it's absolutely insane. Um
2: yeah.
1: he, he's gonna have a big year, especially I can see that being a, a good fields connection. Same with um Robertson as well, I think that A-Rob and Fields will have a decent connection, but yeah. that that's going to be something that I, I will definitely have my eye on once Justin Fields gets back in. And a oh, great fantasy grab. Yep. I'm going to bring up a name real quick that I have my eye on, but it's not in a good light. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to switch it up here. Because this guy was pretty hyped up. And he was a pretty important pick. Like I'm talking was like ranked generational. And things are looking a little shaky right now. Mm. What's well, going on tricky. with What's going on with and Detroit? Um I understand the position change. Yeah. But man, that generational tackle that is whew, He looking a little rough I've, right now. Gear I think
0: football. he's gonna yeah, but also, this is what I'll say. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be an Andrew Thomas situation where early on Andrew Thomas was just getting his ass kicked, mm-hmm. but as the season progressed, he started getting playing better and better, and by season's end, he was playing good football. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be the same thing with Penay Sulo, but Sulo's mm-hmm. ceiling is much higher than Andrew Thomas, so I think Sulo will be playing extremely well mm-hmm. by mid to uh, mid to season's end. So yeah, I think it's that type of situation.
1: I'm expecting him to be able to bounce back and kind of grow into things more. Um, yeah. But right now things are looking a little shaky on his end. Uh, that I've heard through through Detroit camps and reports.
0: Man, listen, if Okuda and Sewell Su- 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 can't bounce back, I'm gonna to have to say that no rookie they should they. Should- they should pray that they are going to Detroit, because some, something is in the water. A there.
1: City. Detroit is something, in Curse City.
0: Something is in the water there, man. I don't know what it is, but I hope Okuda can bounce back, and I hope Sewell can play well. That's all I was going to say.
1: I agree, I agree. Um, who's another player you got your eyes on?
0: Mm, let's
1: Do you got anybody that's questionable, like you're thinking they might not turn out as good as you thought they were going to this year or might have a question mark to where they might be able to break out big or might have a complete fall.
0: Well on our team it's Johnny Davis yeah. <laughs> well I
1: forgot. I forgot he was a first round pick. Damn listen
0: man I just like I am like like I said last week man. If you can't beat our John Bostic, I'm extremely concerned with your ability mm-hmm. and I know he's a rookie. But he's the first, he's top 20 pick, man. He's The top 20 pick. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta show me something, man. You, you gotta show me something. That's all. You gotta show me
1: something. I agree, I agree there. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to bounce back. I've heard he he's catching on maybe a little bit, but we'll see come game time. We'll see come game time. That's well, what it means. The, that's when it means the most. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Washington, just to jump on that train with another player that I kind of got my eyes on, but this time in a more positive light, Jarrett Patterson. I really think he makes the team, man. I think Barber's uh, out. He's
0: fantastic. Um, I'm not sure if Barber's out because Barbara Rivera has a love fare with Peyton Barber, but uh, Jarrett Patterson definitely should make the roster mm-hmm. with Peyton Barber. He's just way better. Yeah. He's, it's, it's really that simple. Pey- Jarrett Patterson is looking way better. Even in preseason in Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber hasn't looked good at all in preseason, as a matter of fact. he
1: hit, Yes. Uh, Peyton Barber, I mean, he really hasn't done much. I think Ron has put him in for, like, a couple one-yard drive type of deals, but it hasn't but been anything good.
0: If you're going to keep your running back for one-yard situations, that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. I, I don't get it at all, but... Ron's gonna be Ron. I can't stop him from. Yeah, yeah, I can't, can't stop him from loving loving Peyton Barber like he does.
1: Definitely cannot. Um, any more names that you have an eye on? Any more key players?
0: I have to say, I have to say now. I'd say Jerry Judy Denver because Bridgewater's starting because mm-hmm. Bridgewater, man, just his his inability to throw downfield it worries me because I think Jerry Judy had a. A nice rookie season, even though Locke struggled a lot and Judy struggled a little bit too, but I, I was anticipating he was going to have a very um, high-productive uh, uh, sophomore season, but now that Bridgewater's starting, I'm not sure mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a little bit concerned about him. I'm concerned for all the wide receivers, but mostly for him.
1: Question mark on Jerry, Judy. I kind of want to follow up with another question mark on that same draft class. Henry Ruggs. Will be another question mark in uh, Vegas this year. I mean, Derek Carr. He, yeah, he can get the job done sometimes. Sometimes he can't. That, that, that offense isn't very good. I mean, it's. I I think Henry Ruggs has another is another player that might have a question this year.
0: And I agree because Ruggs will never be as productive as he can be with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Just because Derek Carr is just the epitome of mid, you know?
2: Yep.
0: He's just – and his unabili- his unwillingness – there's a couple of times the season where Derek Carr will air it out, and he has an arm. So that's the thing that pisses me off. Because like, it's not like he can't throw downfield. He can throw it down for easily, especially in that Chiefs game where he lit the Chiefs defense up, and Ruggs had a great game. So it's just like – I know his ability to do it, but he's just so wishy-washy. It pisses me off. So it's just like – I don't know what the Raiders' QB situation is going to be a few years down the line, but I hope I know Ruggs can reach potential with the right quarterback. I don't. Carr's not the one that's going to be the one to do it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, I think Ruggs, I mean, he could be a very good receiver for this offense. It just all follows falls on the QB, all falls on Derek Carr, unfortunately, or Marcus Mariota. I don't know how, how much better that gets.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but what can you say? Um let's see here. Another name I got on my list as a as a good good eyes locked in mm. could be a very key target I think that a lot of people might sleep on this season. And honestly I completely slipped out of the thought, he slipped my mind when I was thinking about this team in the past. Baby Gronk,
0: Yeah.
1: Pat Firmeth on the Steelers. Ben is very high on him. He's made some particular comments that he reminds him of a lot, like a tight end that they used to have, but he doesn't want to go into more detail or tell too much because he doesn't want people to figure him out. So I'm very curious to see how Baby Gronk fits in the Steelers offense. You know how big Ben can be. Tight end connection—that that's crucial for Big Ben. Um, I could see them possibly picking up some work.
0: Yeah, I I I agree. I think by like mid mid to early weeks, Fire moves going to be out snapping Eric Ebron easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've read all the Steelers training care reports. I've I've seen all the clips and stuff. From what it seems, the rookie's been out playing Ebron easily. Yeah. Um. It's even in preseason. Um. I think in the second preseason game, like in the red zone, they put a firing within every time. Um. They started out. They started out the series with Ebron, but by the time they got in the red zone, they put the rookie in. And a second preseason game, he had two touchdowns, and Ben was looking for him both times. So yeah. it was like, um, uh, that's that's an easy lock in. Yeah, for me.
1: That's a big red zone threat, and in my opinion. Would it be a terrible idea? Maybe some later bench to sit him on a bench for fantasy.
0: Yeah, I, I everybody took him in fantasy, so yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have him available. I wish I could. I might. Uh, my tight ends are always shaky every fantasy year, because mm-hmm. I always focus on running back and wide receiver. So down the line, uh, he's probably end up gonna end up being starting by midweek. So
1: for
0: sure. however it goes with fantasy, I might need had to make a trade for him to shake some, shake something up.
1: I mean, when it comes to fantasy football and tight ends, there's always one tight end you can get, and that's Logan Thomas. I mean, he puts you up some solid fantasy points. That's another eye I got. <laughs>
2: uh, I have to so come, you and your
0: Logan Thomas I have agenda. to come
1: on the token, boys, just to spread my Logan Thomas agenda here. <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be a big season for him. I, I threw out the hot take a couple weeks back. I'm I I'm smelling 10 TDs, but we'll see.
0: I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am not smelling 10 TDs. I'm, I'm smelling
1: 10 TDs, man. I'm smelling um, 10 TDs.
0: But my defending tight ends are pretty good. I have Mark Andrews and Tyler Higby, mm-hmm. so I think I'll be good for now.
1: Yeah. I haven't drafted a single team yet, surprisingly. Actually, I think, I don't even know the date. I think my first draft might be this weekend. So I'll have to look into that, but um, definitely somebody that you might want to look on when it comes to fantasy. I want to throw out a kind of a position group here. Patriots yeah. defense. I think they're starting to yes. bounce back. That front seven looks freaking good now. Yep. That addition for Judon, I think that really helped a lot. Um. Oh, who else do they got? They got Hightower. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. I had to um, call Jack Sauce.
0: Oh, what's his name? The Corner. I forgot what his name was. Um,
1: Gilmore.
0: No, the other the one. The other one. one's um, pretty good, too. Uh, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, I can't I I, you. I'm completely blanked. But I know what you mean. The Patriots' defense, I am high on them.
1: I think they're going to bounce back this year. Last year, they they were shaky, but I I think they're going to be pretty solid this year.
2: Um, Yeah.
0: I will say in terms of defense, I think uh, the Dolphins' defense is going to be amazing this year. Agreed. First of all, last year, they were already good. Now, this year, they've added on Javon Holland, who was like my top three uh, safety in the class. And they've added on Jalen Phillips, who was, I think, my top two edge in the class. So they've already gotten better edge rush, uh, rushing wise. They've already gotten better coverage wise. I think they are going to be, like a, I think they have the potential to be a top five defense this year.
1: I agree. Definitely agree. Um, Dolphins. I mean, they're they're solid, and that that defense is going to be something that keeps them in the running for the divisions. Yep. And speaking of the division, I don't have any more key players to talk about unless you do.
0: Nope, I'm all done here.
1: Are we ready to move on to a little quick division ranking?
0: Yes, we are.
1: All right, so it is time. There is eight divisions in the NFL, and we are about to head in to a brand-new season. In your opinion, do we want to start from the bottom and work our way to the top, or do we want to go top from bottom?
0: i go from top to bottom. All
1: right, top to bottom. Let's lay it out on the table right here. Who is your number one division in the league?
0: I'm going to have to say that my number one division is the AFC North. Okay. And the reason I do it because the Ravens are going to be great. Mm-hmm. Browns are going to be great as well. I still think the Steelers are going to be a double-digit team, even though some teams are lower than that. The Steelers are still a good enough team, extremely well-coached to be a double-digit team regardless. And I think the Browns end up being like a 7-9 win win team. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's still my best division by far.
1: I agree to an extent because it was sort of a tie for me that could go either way. AFC North is my number two. My number one... Is the NFC West. That division honestly could make a push. Every single one of these teams could be in the playoffs
2: Absolutely. Cardinals,
1: Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. This division is loaded, and I, I think that this, uh, yeah, this is all post, this is full of postseason potentials. And I mean, Cardinals, I think they're on the rise. I. It'll be interesting to see if they can take that next full step and kind of shoot up for the top of that division. The Rams, Matthew Stafford, they're looking to bounce back. McVay's looking to take control of that division. Shanahan, he slipped. He kind of let it go. Can he figure it out with his new QB? And then, of course, we got the Seahawks. Is Russ going to be able to play it out? What's going to happen in Seattle? I think the NFC West team, or the NFC West division, excuse me, has a lot of good teams, and I got them at number one.
0: So it's funny, because we went switch match. I have <laughs> NFC West at number two. Um, yeah, I agree. The NFC West is amazing. Every team here has potential. So every team here can be a double-digit team easily. Yep. Every team here can make uh could be a playoff team. So it's like... Yeah, I like this division a lot. I love the teams here. I think the Rams, Matt Stafford has has a chance to finally win a playoff game, maybe go to the Super Bowl, play on the goals. Russ is looking to build on. Maybe uh, the Seahawks can go further in the playoffs this year. The Cardinals, they build on the defense. I love Xavier Collins coming out of the draft. I think him and Isaiah Simmons are going to be insane as a linebacker duel, one of my more favorite young linebacker duels in the league. And then the 49ers. They still have a great defense. They still have a great offense and scheme as well. If Trey Lance starts, that team is going to, the sky's the limit for that team, easily.
1: For sure. So, yeah, one and two, both the same for us. Uh, NFC West and AFC North. uh, Other than flop for fly, he's got AFC North and NFC West. But that brings us to number three. Where are you standing at for your third-best division?
0: Third-best. Because this was hard for me. AFC East for me. Okay. So the Bills are still gonna be a great team. I'm still anticipating like 11 and 12 wins. Um, At worst, 10 uh, for Mm the Bills. They're a great team. Uh, The Dolphins are gonna are gonna win double digit games again. Probably more games this season. They're a better team defensively. They're a better team offensively. And I think Tua. I even I'm still not that high in Tua. I think he'll play better regardless. Um, and I think the Patriots are going to be a great team again, regardless of who's got to put it back. Whether it's Mac Jones, Cam Newton, they reloaded an offense extensively in free agency. Mm-hmm. They reloaded on defense. They got some guys back um, who opted out because of COVID. So I think they're going to be a great team as well. The only team that's probably not going to be great is the Jets. But I think the Jets can end up being a six to seven win team, depending on how good yeah. Zach Wilson is.
1: I agree there. Um Close for me with the AFC East. They're not my number three. They're my number four. But mm. my number three, this might be might be a little, little shocker. I don't know. I got the NFC South. Mm. Um. I think it was another really hard decision for me. We got the defending Super Bowl champions and the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers. Still got a really good defense. Weapons on offense. They brought the squad back. Then we got the Saints. Jameis Winston I think is going to be able to carry this team to a decent year. They got a solid defense. They got good offensive weapons. The Panthers, they looked good last year. They weren't fully there. Once again, they had Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Can Sam Darnold do any better? Maybe. At least he could throw the ball farther. So
2: (laughs) the, the Panthers
1: definitely have a shot at being decent this year. Only team that really is questionable, Falcons. But the Falcons are always kind of that mid-pack team anyways. Recently, they've been lower down sinking. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But until Matt Ryan is gone, I don't see really any real improvement. And that defense is still shaky as well.
0: Yeah. um, I think I'm going to have to agree. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Um, NFC South, yeah, like you said, Buccaneers at the top. Saints definitely second. Um, I'm hoping, I think Donald I think Donald could turn his career around. I'm really hopeful mm-hmm. just because of how much Adam Gase was a tool and how bad his offense was. I think Donald could easily turn it around, especially with that offense. The only team I'm sure is going to be bad is the Falcons. I have no faith in that Falcons team. Yeah, Their defense is so awful. Matt Ryan's arm is yeah. dying, and they have like one great wide receiver, and the rest of them are average. I have no confidence in that Falcons team at all. I'm still pissed they've they drafted a draft the tight end. Nothing against Kyle Pitts, but yeah. that's the only team I'm sure is not going to be good. But besides those those three teams, I think they're I think they have a chance to be pretty good.
1: Got you. So, um, who would you have at your number four then?
0: Number four.
1: Do you have the NFC South, or do you have someone
0: else? No, NFC South is my fourth.
1: NFC South was your fourth, okay. So you had yeah. the, yeah, because you had the AFC East at your three. So, yeah, we had another flip-flop there. I had yeah. NFC South was my three, AFC East is my four. Before I had yeah. AFC East as his three, NFC South as his four. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're seeming on the same page here. Let's see how we can continue this up. Number five, who do you got? Ooh,
0: number five. I think, um... Number five, I'm actually going to go with AFC West.
1: Boom.
0: So the Chiefs, they're always going to be like a, a double-digit winning team for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Chargers, you're, 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 you know, man, I was one of the few people that believed that Justin Herbert yeah. came and proved it to me. I think the Chargers are uh, definitely going to improve much. Uh, they have they, they've improved lightly. They're getting Derwin James back. Um, their defense has improved a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a new uh, defense, uh they have a new head coach stuff. I like his Defensive scheme and all that stuff. I think Herbert's I don't think Herbert's gonna like have a much implode season. I think he's gonna have a better season than last year, but not so much bigger because he had a a record-breaking rookie year. So it's not like he can be that much better the sophomore year. But I'm gonna wait and see. But I think the Chargers have definitely have the ability to be good. Definitely have the ability to be a nine-to-eight-win team. Um, And I think the Raiders, man, if just if they can get their defense straight, they have a new coordinator, Gus Bradley. I like what he does. Uh, They kind of rehash their defense. So if their defense is good, man, they can be a double-digit winning team. Even with their car being wishy-washy, if they can just have a solid defensive uh, defense, they can be a double-digit winning team. Um, And then after that, um, the Broncos, they also have the ability to be a double-digit winning team, even though the quarterback situation is very murky. Um, but yeah, all these teams have the ability to win a lot of games. But it's just about like I know the Chiefs are going to be great. But between those other three teams, they all have the ability to win a lot of games. It's just about who's going to step up or who's going to who's going to fail.
1: For sure, I agree with you there. Um, we're on the same page here. I got the AFC West as my number five as well. Um, like you said, Chiefs. They're they're still running the top. Creeping up behind them though. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I think they have a potential figuring out, and I, I think they're they're expected, they're due for a, a shoot-up here very shortly. Either this year, next year, I, I say they can start creeping up on Kansas City even more, possibly even take control. But yeah. when it comes to the Raiders, man, like you said, even with the Eric Carr, they still have the possibility to be a 10-win team, double-digit win exactly. team. We saw it last year when they went on those winning sprints. This team can be good. It's just Derek Carr stinks shit up. Defense (laughs) will fall apart, and then it's, like, gone. You got damn Darren Waller out there, top tight end, and then Derek Carr is just going to absolutely shit the bed at him. Complete just shit the bed at him, but whatever. Um, Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Yeah. I think
0: they have the ability, but it's just like, uh, you know, this
1: division is, is got teams that are capable of winning games, but also have teams that are very capable of losing those games as well. So I think five seems like a good spot for the AFC West for sure. Yep. What about six?
0: Six, man. This was so tough. It was. (laughs) It was extremely tough, but. Because the, the division history, I had to go with the NFC North. So, the Packers are a great team. Yes, they're gonna be a double edged win team easy. I think the Vikings, even though I'm a Kirk Cousins hater, I can't deny that Kirk Cousins still puts up numbers yearly. So, mm-hmm. they're gonna and, um and their defense is a little bit better than last season. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's gonna have possibly even a bigger year. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the wide receiver they added out of um uh, I think it was Iowa. I remember Spindar set. Um, they have, uh, Erskine Jr. I think he that big bigger too. I think that they easily have the potential to win 10 games, but you know, everybody knows Kirk Cousins has those tendencies where sometimes he just falls into a rut for like three or four games in the season stuff like that. And he kind of ruins the chances, but they easily have a chance to win double digit games. Um, the bears and this, this is all depending on if field, when fields plays, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win much games that don't play, but I think once fields comes in, they can easily get up to an eight to nine win team and sneak into a wild card position or something like that. Um, The only team I'm sure is going to be bad is the Lions. And that's because Jared Goff's the starting quarterback. Besides that, those other three teams, they all have the ability to be great teams.
1: Yes, I agree with you. We're on the exact same page. Once again, NFC North at number six, the Lions, the Packers and bears. Oh my, this is how we're going to do it. Um, I mean, like you said, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, on top Vikings, they got a solid team, Kirk Cousins and some hot booty cheeks, COVID-infested, but <laughs> it is okay. Um, I think Justin Jefferson can have a very good potential to have an even better season this year. Like you mentioned, I will agree with you on that. The yeah. Bears, once Justin takes over, I think are on steady path. I mean, they got a solid defense. They got really good offensive weapons. Line's a little questionable, but once again, they can sneak in, man. They can, can win in. games. Yep. Lions, they got a Cokehead nah. as their coach. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but um, I
1: respect the crackhead because it like makes it entertaining.
0: He's absolutely I'm not gonna lie.
1: This team could be either the team that completely goes out and shits the bed or the team that completely goes out and murders their opponent.
0: Yeah, they could. That's what that's what I didn't mention. I'm kinda the Lions- curious
1: to see How this Dan Campbell Lions team does?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm not confident, but (laughs) if they make, if they make something happen, I wouldn't be too shocked. Just because you know sometimes a crackhead coach can work. Sometimes It, it
3: can,
1: it can. I'm interested in seeing how it happens, though. Yeah. But definitely NFC North at six. Yep. What about seven? Who you got?
0: So seven, uh, this one's NFC East.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: Washington, um, listen, I'm confident in our defense. Elite, no matter what, linebacker's a question. Hopefully the rookie can speed up his process.
2: Yeah.
0: Offense, the offensive line is still very questionable for me. I'm not confident. I think this might be a situation where uh, it takes a couple weeks for the offensive line to get themselves together, Uh which might hurt us in the long run. Quarterback, I'm not confident at all. I don't I don't care what the Washington fans say. I'm not confident if Fitzpatrick starts, I'm not confident if he gets benched, Heineke comes in. I'm not confident <laughs> and if Heineken gets benched in, then Kyle Allen comes in. Okay? So listen man. It's all on QB and O line with this team. Yes. That's all. Every everything 100%. else will be fine. Everything else will be fine. Um and then you go to Dallas. Um their offense is still amazing. Um, they have the wide receivers. They have the quarterback. Great, good offensive of line. Mm-hmm. Defense, they're still pretty dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, they got a new coordinator, Dan Quinn's a solid coordinator. Yeah. Um, I do think Trayvon Diggs might have an improved year. Yeah, um, I will see, say, Mike, that, what do you say? Um,
1: Cowboys' new middle line. Cowboys' new linebacker core is looking looking decent.
0: Hey man, Michael, Michael Parsons.
1: Canil. Uh, can. Oh, excuse me. Keanu Neal. I Keanu think, Neal. Yes, Keanu Neal. I think they
0: yeah. can uh I, that's gonna be a solid duo for them. Yeah, I I agree. Um the Cowboys Michael Parsons has looked a lot better than I expected early in his career. So the Cowboys defense might still be bad, but they might not be as bad as last season. The yep. last season they were getting absolutely smoked. Yep. Um so yeah, I think they might be a little bit improved. But yeah, the Cowboys they still have the ability to sneak in a wild card. I don't think they can be a double-digit team unless, out of nowhere, their defense magically becomes a solid defense, mm-hmm. which I don't expect. Um, the Giants, they're um, they are coming into the season. I'm not confident they're Jones at all. I don't care I'm not about either. anything. I still I think, think he
1: stinks I, it up.
0: I still think he stinks it up. Um, the wide receiver core, Kadarius Tony, is like, I don't even know what's going on with him. Like, I think he's injured, he has COVID complications, a bunch of stuff. I don't know what's going on with him. So I don't know when he's going to play. Yeah. Um, and if he's not going to play, I'm not confident in the wide receiver core. The, thing, the reason is Kenny Galladay is injury-prone a lot. Ster- Sterling Shepard gets injured all the time. Mm-hmm. And if those guys get injured, their their the wide receiver core's talent goes down a lot. Um, offensive line will be solid. Again, uh, they have Andrew Thomas. They have some guys that It'll be solid. Saquon's back. And Saquon, man, he's special. So the offense would still be pretty good if Saquon can get his groove back. Their defense will still be solid again. Uh, Giants fans are hyping up their defense. I like their defense pieces, but they need to slow down a little bit because they still have have a little ways to go. But I like their defense. They did add Aziz Ojalary, who's my favorite edge out of the draft. So the Giants definitely do have the potential. If Jones can get it together, they can definitely win Double digits games, yes. but I will anticipate that Jones will not get it together how the division, and they'll be like a seven, eight win team, um, or probably worse at that. Um, and then, Eagles. I actually like Jalen Hurts. Okay, mm-hmm. I like Jalen Hurts. Um, I like that Eagles offense. They have a solid offensive line. I like the wide receivers. Um, the defense looks look great in preseason. After, well, the defensive line has looked good. The linebackers and the DB's have not. So I think the Eagles I'm not I don't I have no idea, but yeah, I have the NFC East at seven.
1: I agree with you. NFC East at seven. Um Washington football team, like you mentioned, quarterback and offensive line fucks it up. The rest of it we're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cowboys, Dan Quinn taking over, uh might be the better sake for their defense here it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how that forms out throughout the season their offense is good they got talent I don't know exactly how sold I am on Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott's relationship and how this is all going to connect and how this scheme is going to work out still I'm, I'm yeah. going to be honest I'm not sold on this Um, but as for the, uh, Giants go, like you said, Daniel Jones, I, Mm. I I don't, I don't see it happening this year. I
0: I don't see it happening. He's
1: fighting for, in my opinion, he's going to be fighting for a lock right here. It's either lock or drop. And I think it's going to be a drop. I think he's going to stink it up. Um, and you mentioned that wide receiver core has to. And, I mean, has to stay healthy. Because if any of them goes out, that offense is fucked when it comes to that pass game. Oh, man. Especially if you start getting multiples. That, that That's when you really got to be cautious. Saquon, though, relies on that that right there. Saquon, are we going to be able to get Saquon? And, like you mentioned, they have a good line. Saquon with a good line. I mean, their, their line is... Is, is I'm getting mixed reactions from the crowd out here. Their line is shaky. But I think that they, they got some solid talent on it that will be able to help a run game in Saquon bouncing back this year to be able to make up for the loss that Daniel Jones makes. That yeah. defense, though, is what's going to make or break the Giants. If the defense can continue to click, they're good. They're going to be contending for the top of the division with Washington. If that defense Dang. does not click, they're going to sink. And it's honestly going to be pretty fast.
0: Yeah. Pretty fast. I <laughs> agree. Yeah, I agree.
1: Eagles, I still have them sitting at the bottom. They have a possibility of shooting up and making a play. But we'll see how it goes. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, really excited to see. Devontae, he's looked all right. That route running has looked pretty damn good in the preseason. Um... Hasn't been making a lot of big news, but I'm interested to see how that goes. Either way, NFC East at seven, who we got at eight? Let's wrap this thing up. It's obvious there's only one more division yeah. left, and it's obviously AFC the South. worst division in the league.
0: <laughs> um, so, because this is kind of funny, because the top two teams, the Titans and the Colts, they're, I think they're good teams. Yeah. But... The Titans, I have, no, I have no doubt in mind, they're going to be a double-digit team. The Colts is in the air because of their quarterback situation. Um, um, I, I like Eason, like we talked about earlier. I like Eason. I'm not sure how he's going to play, and I'm, I'm not sure about wins either when he plays either, because it's like can he bounce back or not? So that's really going to impact how many uh, games they win because regardless of because regardless of how good their team is in general, if the quarterback is not playing well. They might not win as many games as they need to. So they're up in the air. Uh, the Texans are dog shit. I don't need to talk about them. Yeah, we're not even. Talking um, the Jack, <laughs> the Jaguars. Trevor, I love you, my guy, but the team stinks. The Jaguars win like six games max. So yeah, yeah that's it. That's yeah, the, it. Bro. The AFC
1: South. I mean, that's a stinky ass division, man. The Texans. Texas. They, they are, they are terrible. Um, the Colts. They have the shot. That honestly. Let me be 100% real with you. Yeah. If someone's going to grab this division and run with it, it's going to be Indianapolis.
0: It's Yeah, definitely.
1: It is going Easily. to be Indianapolis. I think they they have it in their hands, and they got it lined up to take a run with this thing. Jags, yep. Travers going to get them some wins, but at the same time, that team ain't fully there yet.
0: Titans. Yeah, it's going to. It's a good team, man.
1: That's a good team. <laughs> that is a good team. I think that they're gonna make a decent run, but I don't. I, I I don't know. We're gonna have to see how this health of this team plays out. Last year they had the same shit. We got COVID all over the place. But yeah. Um. Guidelines and new things like that. I I. I think.
0: I think right now. I think Fitzpatrick, Uh, not Fitzpatrick. Um, Tannehill just tested positive. Tannehill, I'm not sure he's yeah, vaccinated.
1: Tannehill tested positive. Rabel was positive.
0: I think they had some other players tested positive, so they might be ravaged to COVID think, already. Yeah,
1: I think it was like, I, I don't know, don't quote me fully, but I think the number was at like nine.
0: Yeah, which is Not troubling because we're like, we're, we're so close to week one.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, AFC South, two teams can run away with the Titans and Colts. The other two teams could possibly be top five draft picks. Actually most yeah. likely are gonna
0: to be top five draft picks. Yeah, the Jags and the Texans are gonna to be top. Well, if the Texans didn't trade away their <laughs> I'll cover if they didn't trade away their what was it? The twenty twenty two draft. If they didn't oh, trade I away think. their first round pick, they will be but Yeah, true. I they traded away so many first round picks in the past, even though they're a bad team. Usually you want to be usually if you're trading with first wave first round picks or good teams, but agreed. The Texans have a different philosophy it seems.
1: I agree with that. Um that wraps up our our division rankings, and I'm going to ask you a question here. Hmm. Are we ready to bring on a special guest and do a little special segment for the end of the token, boys?
0: Yes, we're ready.
1: It's your call, your show. I think it's time to make the announcement live on a show. Cause yes, sir. We have not talked about this live on a Phantom Sports Network show, but there is a brand. Spanking new show coming to all of you in the Very Phantom soon. Sports Network in September. We're talking about football. We're in the heart of football now and everything is happening.
0: So yes, let sir. Me,
1: let me pull up a little something here, real fast, put on the stream. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting in September, it will be none other than fly, myself, and you can come on over, this man right here, P. Diddy. P. Diddy. We are taking over, oh yes, headphones, my bad. There you go. There we go. We are taking over the Phantom Sports Network Twitch on Saturday mornings for Phantom Game Day Live. Yes, sir. College football fans, this is what you wanted. This is what everyone wanted to see. It's going to be fun. And it is going to be a blast. We are going to be coming live to your screens on Saturday starting at 11 a.m., going straight up to 12 p.m., right when all the games kick off, for previews, predictions, Game of the Weeks, uh, athlete spotlight, anything and everything that you can imagine. Early on a Saturday morning, we're looking to kick off all of your Saturdays just right for the college football game day
3: experience. Yes. I mean, hey, if I look rough one episode, don't mention
2: it. <laughs> there, it's there might be, hey, it's, okay.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Big things <laughs> happening. Um, there's even bigger announcements that come with Phantom Game yes. Day Live that I'm unfortunately contractually obfuscated to not get into right wow, now. Some big ass <laughs> What the fuck? Yes, sir. <laughs> but what I am allowed to do is host a mini segment along with my co-host here. We're coming up on uh something happening this weekend. We are it is the most infamous, the most confusing, pointless week of college football <laughs> history. Yes. And that is the week zero. Week zero Oof. is here. Why they call it week zero? Why do we even have a week zero? I don't know.
0: Who knows?
3: Because people are crazy.
1: But we have five games yes. this Saturday yes. in college football has officially started Yeah. with that being said we're gonna jump into them real fast give a quick little preview and then we'll predict all of the games maybe even tell you what our game of the week will be in our opinions I have uh, three previews for the first three games first game is gonna be at 1 p.m. honestly this is the best one. This is a shitty game. Oh, is this not <laughs> a, hey, no, it's not a shitty game, but it's a shitty position for these two teams to be in because these are top yeah, this teams. Is the be, yeah, I was going to say, this is the best We got game Nebraska on taking on Illinois yeah. on week zero at 1 That's... p.m.
2: Yeah. So it's the, it's the best one.
1: It's the best it's game the best that we're one. well. It well. Not very intriguing teams. No, but on paper it's on paper. When it comes to school-wise, it's the best game.
2: Okay, okay. okay.
1: Um, conference-wise, it's the best game. Both offense, both offensive has regressed with quarterback play. Yeah.
3: Um, Nebraska.
1: Only Illinois
0: was ever good at quarterback play, to be honest. Hey,
3: Illinois had AJ Bush there for a while. Yes. Transfer from (laughs) Tech.
1: Yeah. uh, That
3: was that was a while. Well back.
1: Boys. You
0: guys that's, that's and your tech far. boys, man.
3: Hey, got to,
1: bro. But
0: Nebraska I respect it. I respect yeah. it.
1: Nebraska's really leaning on their starting quarterback Adrian Martinez to kinda help with this regressing um, offense. It falls on him. Um Nebraska's veteran defensive front though is what you want to keep an eye on for when it comes to this Nebraska team. That D-line is nasty. That D-line is nasty, but here's the problem, though. Mm. We got an Illinois running back by the name of Chase Brown that ran 540 yards and three TDs on this defensive line last year.
0: I I forgot about that.
1: Illinois has a three-headed snake in their running back system, and they got a run game. Nebraska has a run game. It's going to fall down to who can run the ball more. Illinois switched some things up this year on defense. They're no longer a 4-3. They're moving to a 3-4. Interesting. interesting. So, So this is definitely going to be very interesting. Um, with that being said, uh, who do you all got coming out on top?
0: Ugh. I'm going to go with Nebraska. They're just a better team, I think. Um, yeah. But I think Illinois, Illinois might keep it close with the, the three-headed running back, the three-headed monster in the running back room, like you said. But I think Nebraska is going to edge out just because they're the better team overall.
1: I'm going to go with Illinois.
0: You're going to go with Illinois. Yeah. Upset. I think that's an upset.
1: Yes. Yeah. I I think um. Yeah, it's, it'd be. I guess it'd be an upset this year. Uh, they're fairly close. Um, I'm going to roll with Nebraska on the, that defensive front. Um, if Adrian Martinez can get on it quick and actually play to as he's capable of, then it'll be very interesting. But for this game specifically, I got Nebraska going over Illinois just based off of that defensive front. Because that D-line is nasty, man. And they're returning them. It'll be interesting to see, though. Um, Really looking forward to seeing Chase Brown and how that Illinois rushing game works. But with that being said, we'll move us on to the next game. Fresno State versus UConn. Fresno State is looking for the Mountain West Conference Championship. They, they got their hands on it. Um, they were close last year. Coming in this year against a UConn team that's honestly not that good. They're bringing in two returners, senior quarterback and running back, Jake Hamier and Ronnie Rivers, are both back for this Fresno State team. UConn's defense, ah, yeah, no. They, they can't control... I don't. I don't think that they're going to be that good. This team, UConn, sucks, in my opinion. I got Fresno State. Yeah. I got the Bulldogs. Yeah, I got, I got
0: Fresno State. It's, it's, no question. Yeah.
1: And then the last game that I wrote
3: a preview on that I really cared to write this, a preview this, on. This has the chance to be the
2: best game. This game, I think, All, will of paper. be. Outside I
1: think. Of paper. I think this game is going to be the best game. Um, I believe this game, I think it was this game, one of these games, I think it was this game, was supposed to be played in Ireland. Really? Mm. But um, I, I think it was this game. I don't know. That's it was wild. either this one or the Nebraska-Illinois game. Might have been that Nebraska-Illinois game, but I could be wrong. Either way, one of them was supposed to play in Ireland. That didn't happen because of COVID. Uh, now we get Hawaii versus... UCLA at 3.30. This is going (laughs) to be a game. Hawaii, they got a team. They got a quarterback in Chavon Cordero. Cordero, Cordero, yes. This guy is a monster. Dual threat quarterback. Last year, in just nine games, he passed for over 2,000 yards. 14 touchdowns. Rushed. For almost 500 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. He is a dual threat beast, and that is something that UCLA's defense struggles
3: covering. Hawaii always has some just out of nowhere,
2: insane they do. talent just coming out.
0: Listen, of- this is what I'm going to say about this game. This is going to be a shootout. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm yeah. just anticipating it's going to be a shootout yeah. easily.
1: For sure. Yes. Agree. And then because you're on the UCLA side, we look. We got Dorian Thompson- Robinson coming. I back.
0: love DTR. This
1: guy ah. is looking. DTR is looking to prove himself. He's got to show everyone that he is what his name has been holding for this past couple of years. Can he get that full jump? It's going to be interesting to see. They did lose Demetric Felton.
2: Mm, Replacing
1: did. him is going to be tough since he was their do-it-all bat. I'm still curious, man. This game, like Fly said, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to come down to these quarterbacks. And it's going to come down to this offensive game. I'm excited. Who do you all got? UCLA. You got
0: UCLA? Yeah, UCLA. UCLA.
1: I disagree. I got Hawaii. I'm going with the Rainbow Warriors.
3: We're going with Hawaii. I want to see Dorian Thompson Robinson come out and just have an absolute
2: crazy.
1: I really do, too. Yeah, I do. I, I would love to see Dorian Thompson-Robinson come out and just ball out, but I'm a big fan of this Hawaii quarterback. Like,
3: bro, I'm so tired of these young quarterbacks, like Tate Martel. all these quarterbacks. <laughs> bro, Jake Fromm, honestly, screw it, because all these quarterbacks that, are, that have been in the news, like, I think DTR was um, featured on a QB1 episode, bro probably. He's, uh, been, he, a, he he's been the number one. He was yeah, the number like, one recruit. Like, bro, I'm so tired of all the these yeah. QB one quarterbacks coming in and not doing shit, bro. I'm like, damn it. I want to see the good story succeed. Like, Come on, well, think, bro. Well,
0: Fields is actually good, so at least yes. he's good. Well, yes, the other yes, ones... Yes. <laughs> the
3: other see, ones it was Fields. Yeah. That one was I think Fields, Martel, Jake Fromm, um, and some
0: other dudes that are dude, not good.
3: A dude that went to Wake Forest, Tavion Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Tavion Roberts, yeah. He went to, he yeah. went to Wake Forest.
0: Uh-huh. Who's the Who's the other white guy? The one that went to that crummy high school. I forgot what his name was. Oh, oh shoot. Oh, God. He actually went to Wake Forest, too. I forgot
3: Yep. Oh, hold on. It was Jake, was it? No. No. No.
0: Well, you know, Ratner's a dickhead, but He's, he's good as well. So, you know.
3: Who was <laughs> Oh, my God, who was – or it was Tavion Bowers. I can't remember. Yeah, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because in
0: 2018,
3: I think – or 2019, I think it was, Tech had a blowout game against Wake Forest. Yeah. When they had Newman. Yep. They took Newman out and put Bowers and the other quarterback Mm -hmm. in. I remember that. Oh, my
0: God. What was his name? Hold on. I'll find
1: out
3: right now. See if we can get a fact check on that real quick, but –
1: um, as for that Hawaii-UCLA game goes, it, it's going to be a fun one. That is at 3.30. And then we take a, about six-hour break and then come back at 9.30 for the late-night Week Zero games. We got UTEP at New Mexico State and Southern Utah at San Jose State. Uh, who do you all got for UTEP in New Mexico State?
0: I'd be alive if I said I knew anything about, these other, I'm going, <laughs> about yeah, either that, of those that's teams. That's why
3: I don't got previews. I'm going New Mexico State.
0: I'll go New Mexico State as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm going yeah.
3: to go with UTEP just for the fuck up. Just it. because I know somebody that went to New Mexico State. So.
0: That's fair enough. I respect that. All right,
3: yeah,
1: fair. <laughs> what about Southern Utah and San Jose State?
0: I don't know nothing about either teams either. I'll go with I'm, San going, Jose I'm going San
3: Jose.
2: I'm also, going with San Jose.
3: I have the answer. Yeah, we too. have the name. I have the answer. What is it? Are you ready? Yes. Sam Hartman. Yes.
0: That's the that's name. That's yeah. was. The country
1: boy from Sam the Hartman. North Carolina
0: school. Yes.
2: It was yep. Sam Hartman. I remember <laughs> yes. that. Yes.
3: Yo, that's hilarious. Yes. He is. Let's see. I wonder if he's playing anywhere now. Oh, I hold on. He's on the roster still. He's still at Wake Forest?
1: Wow.
0: Bro, what? 2021 football
3: it.
1: roster, redshirt sophomore. All right, interesting. So maybe we got it. Maybe he'll be the QB this year. Maybe there's your I'm QB about to, one I'm, about up, I'm about
3: to look up Wake Forest um,
0: depth chart. Well, on the newer seasons, they had Rattler, who's pretty good. Yes, yeah. um, yeah, that's true. I forgot about they that. They had uh, another guy... The, the dude who went to Maryland, but he transferred. He's at some lower – he's at uh, – I think he's at another Louisiana. He's not at LSU. He's at another Louisiana Bro, college. the Raging He Cajuns, the whatever starter. school that is He is he's starter. Starter? Sam
3: Hartman's Sam the starter. Sam
0: Hartman is the starter. Oh, okay, Sam Hartman, I see you. let got
1: to go. keep me one story in the makes that we'll be covering yeah, I see here. you. On Phantom Game Day Live. But, yeah, speaking of Phantom okay. Game Day Live, this is a little – Small preview yeah. of what to expect for our bigger shows. Our bigger yeah. shows are going to have a lot more. It'll be a lot more organized. Yeah. We're going to have a lot more descriptions, a, a lot more fun stuff happening.
0: Um, we're watching the games live.
1: We don't get uh, we don't get the um, the mascot heads, unfortunately, for our predictions like the the big time crew does. The yeah.
0: Corso, <laughs> but.
1: We we can figure something out special. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Either way, make sure you uh, check out Phantom Gay Day li- Phantom Game Day Lives starting in September yes. on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Yes. Eastern Time, yes. featuring all of us right here. It's gonna be fun, yes, man. I'm
3: excited. I think
1: I'm
0: excited. Oh, I'm pumped. I, I
3: really want to drive my own car. I can call in and do the show with them. But I'm so <laughs> bad that don't want to drive. So, um, yeah,
1: it, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure we'll it, figure it out. out. Keep your eyes out on the Twitters for the official announcement though. We'll have a date, a time, all of that. Like I said, I got more bigger announcements coming with this whole thing. Yes. But I just can't say anything about that right now.
0: Um, yeah.
1: That's all I, I got for life.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up. That's the show for today. Um, thank Token you for time for coming on. Yes. Thank you for Diddy for coming on, and announcing Sir. our new show. I'm excited. Be premiering soon. I'm, I'm excited. On. I'm excited. We
3: get to. Yeah. I get to talk with Flymore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh we man. A, the ACC rivalry is gonna be
0: kicking it down. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be unfortunately amazing. Unfortunately, hold on, hold, on, hold
2: on, we, we don't, don't play, play Clemson. Clemson. Clemson?
1: Uh, you know, I'm Clemson, Clemson all day, babe. Okay, 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 okay. Unfortunately, we don't play Clemson regular schedule this year. That's okay. We don't.
0: I didn't no, know. we don't.
1: It happened last year during
3: the damn COVID year. Yeah.
0: Aw. Uh, Dude, I that went. That makes no sense.
3: actually, since you're a Clemson fan, I went to the Virginia Tech-Clemson game in yeah. what? 18? I think it was. It was it 18? Or 17. I can't remember. oh uh. I was. It, uh, it was it, was eight- was Kelly was it Bryant, that year you guys almost was, beat us? It was Kelly Bryant at quarterback. I know that.
0: Oh, that was it a little was Those are right up. It was at Tech. It was,
3: I think. It was at Tech.
0: I think it was like was 17? that the year you guys almost beat us uh
3: we were we almost beat you on like we had you like the first half and then i think he like destroyed us the second
0: half yeah because kelly bryan was a terrible quarterback um <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's gonna be acc head on all the time yeah, oh, yeah definitely no, but, be uh, be acc
1: well. but we're gonna we're gonna get all the other conferences in there too lots of other content coming out it'll be fun
0: yeah but uh Thank you guys for showing up. That'll be the episode. Next week, Peckers will be back, promise. Um, Go ahead and follow the social sub to the Twitch channel. We'll see you guys next week.
2: Yes, I appreciate it, Fly. Thanks for having us on. It's been a blast.